Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to this West London Sport QPR podcast. I'm joined as ever by Ian McCullough and Kevin Gallant. Um, before we start, I just want to say if you are a regular watcher of these videos and you're not subscribed to the channel, uh, please do as it really helps us out. And uh, yeah, I mean, we also had some big news earlier in the week, lads. Johan Barbe confirming that he would be leaving QPR after three years. Um, obviously, had like kind of a difficult start to his time at the club, um, but has been an ever-present really over the last couple of seasons. Played a ridiculous amount of games at, at, on the left side of that back three. Um, I mean, we don't know, Kev, like the ins and outs of the negotiations and what exactly went on. But on the face of it, what are your thoughts on him leaving? Should they have done more to keep him if that was a possibility, do you think? Uh, it's a difficult one, uh, especially for the club. Look, there's a, there's a few behind the scenes reasons that we don't know about, but I'm just trying to think about what they're thinking. One is, uh, is Michael Beale, the new coach, is he going to play a, a flat back four? Where if he does, I don't think Barbe, when Warburton played a, back, a flat back four, didn't really cover himself in too much glory. It's only when we went to a back three that I thought he uh, came into his own and played really well, which suited him because he's left-footed. Uh, you always got cover. I don't think Barbe's the greatest actual defender, but I think on the ball, gives you good balance in a back three with his left foot. Um, two... The club might have offered him a contract, which he thought was not suitable for what he believes uh, he deserved from his... Um, and let's be fair, he played a hell of a lot of games and was always out there. And he, did he make 97 consecutive something? Which is 97 or 98. He played every game last season, I believe, and then he missed a few this season towards the end um, so when he got injured. But... That's, that's, that is, you know, that's value for money. So he probably thought he deserved more or... And also, given he's 29 years of age, he wanted, I don't know, everyone's saying he wanted a three-year contract. Maybe the club thought, 
we're only offering a one-year contract or a two-year contract and he might have a better offer somewhere else. But I have to say, in the last two seasons, especially when we went to a back three, that I thought he played very well and uh, and he was a good servant for the football club and I wish him well for the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's been uh, he's been one of the QPR's best players, I think, over the last couple of seasons. Um, Ian, what are your thoughts on him leaving? Were you a bit disappointed to see, maybe like I've said, the club not go out on a bit more of a limb to try and keep him there or can you kind of understand why they've not done that? I sort of see both sides of it. I think, firstly, I'll just reiterate what Kevin just said. He's you're probably one of QPR's best free transfers they've made. I mean, they've signed players, you know, for far, far greater money than him that have been, you know, someone like Joel Lynch, for example, you know, cost 750 grand. Johan Barbe, a vastly superior player. Um, great guy, you know, always available. Got off to a bit of a rocky start, but, you know, very much intrinsically linked with the Mark Warburton era, playing in a back, in a back three. So maybe... That's why they haven't signed him. But I think also as well, he's 29. He's probably got his last chance to make sort of decent money on a contract. He's probably thinking, I'd like to stay, but on the terms that I want. And they probably offered him something that's probably less than what he was on already. And, you know, they've been known to do that in the past. That happened with Jack Robinson when he was there. We'll offer you a new deal. We're in talks, but we'll offer you 50% more, less than you're already on. So I don't blame him for, you know, walking away. Um... At the same time, you know, they might look at anything we can get, you know, younger and cheaper in the position. We need to spend the money elsewhere. We've got, you know, Julie DeVise, Rob Dickey, Jimmy Dunn, Conor Marston coming back. You know, we can, he's dispensable. We can let him go and we can probably bring someone else in. He's younger on less money. So that's probably where the thinking is. Um, you know, there's a lot of outrage on Twitter about this and that, but, you know, a lot of these people that are getting outraged about it on Twitter, other people are getting outraged. You keep, I didn't sign Charlie Austin this time last year, and we're getting outraged about Charlie Austin being in the team in sort of Christmas time. So, you know, there's a lot of noise out there about what they should have done, what they didn't do, but at the same time, you have to kind of, you know, respect why they've done it and the reasons for it. And new managers coming in perhaps said, you know, I, I don't perhaps want him you know, I think we should look at spending the money elsewhere. So, uh, but, you know, great, great guy, good player, done a great job at QPR. And, um, you know, you know, you hope he goes on and has a good career elsewhere. And, um, you know, um, yeah, you wish him well. Mm. Ian, I think it's a big... Sorry, on, sorry, sorry so I think you're correct. Uh, so if the manager's going to play a, a flat back four and... Well, it's obviously two centre backs, and we've got four centre backs. That's pretty much covered, really, isn't it, for the season? Hmm. I would say. But if yeah. you're playing three, three at the back, you probably need four to five, don't you? Really. So, I agree totally. He's probably thinking he might want this amount of money, but hold on, we need to get a centre forward in here, and we need to save our money or relocate that money for a more important position. And so they're probably thinking the budget and what they and, and what they need to spend their money on. And they've got four centre-backs for two. I remember under, when I got into the team, Jerry Francis just went through my head. Jerry Francis played a flat-back ball. We had Alan McDonald, Danny Maddox, Steve Yates, Carl Reddy, four centre-backs for two positions, which you, usually, unless you're very unlucky, should be okay for the season. But then you can get loans in, you know, in January and stuff, but... Yeah, I think the money will be spent in other positions. 
Mm. So like my kind of immediate reaction when I saw it was, you know, when he put on his Instagram and Twitter post that he wanted to stay. And I just think it's a big call to let a player like that who wants to stay at the club go. I mean, like, so we don't know what his demands are and if he wanted too much and, you know, Beal, I, I would expect him to go to a back four. I don't know that for certain. Um, based on what we know about him so far, I think he'll play a back four. Um, but, you know, he's quite adaptable. He might come in and play a back three, which if, if that is the case, you'd have to really question why Barbe has left. But I do understand, you know, back four, he's obviously not as effective as he is in a back three. But I think to let a player like that go, left-sided, centre-back, like one of the most, you know, dependable players out there, reliable, who just comes in and plays almost every game, it's, it's a big call. I think, personally, if, if there was a chance to keep him, I think I would have done, like you said, Kev, there. I mean, if they get Barbe in, on another deal, that's kind of the centre-back sorted then, isn't it, for next season? And, you know, they've got a lot, of, unless, you know, Rob Dickey or whatever gets sold. But I think that would kind of, you'd, you'd be in a good position then, and then you can look at other areas. But like I said, I suppose it comes down to the wages, doesn't it, which we don't know about if, there, if it was too much. That... Another thing, and it all time will tell, if, there, if they do get another centre-back in and he ain't as good as Barbe, then everyone will be giving it, hold on a minute. And that's the same with the manager. You know, there's a lot of Warburton fans. I don't want to go back on old ground. There's a lot of Warburton fans out there still. I know we've got a new manager, but if this manager don't do as well as Warburton, everyone will say, oh, well, the alternative, we've changed. The grass ain't always greener. So only time will tell. And if we're still doing this in a year's time, we'll, we'll come back to it, Dan. <laughs> Hopefully, unless you've got any other plans that you're going to leave us. You might get off of the dog, a nice job somewhere. Oh, manager's job, you know. Still know. do this though, can't we? Yeah, so. well, if you're the QPR manager, you can still do it with us. That would be pretty handy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's obviously a player we know won't be at QPR next season. But I mean, moving on to who could be, this looks like Albert Adoma could sign. Um, I think it's likely, but we don't know that for certain whether he will. You know, these things can often change, but certainly at this point, it looks likely. Um, but either way you look at it. QPR have got a lot to do this summer when you look at the players that have left. I mean, we touched on it like a few weeks ago when we did a podcast. You've got all the players who are going back to their parent clubs who are on loan at the club, which is a few. Then you've got quite a few players that have been released as well. There's some noticeable holes in the team. Um, I feel like I probably know what you're going to say, Kev, but in terms of the priorities for Beal and what he should be looking at, <laughs> what what are the positions he should be prioritising this summer? We just what you said about Adoma. So if Adoma's staying, that sort of says to me he's going to play a flat back four, because yeah, Adoma's not really. He's not. He's a winger. He's not a winger. He's not a wing back. Let's be fair. He did well in fielding at times, but he's a, he's an out and out winger. He's an attacking player. So that says to me he's going to try and play a flat back four. That well, we said it a few weeks ago, and I'm sure Ian might agree with me for the first time. Only joking. Uh, I would say striker and two full backs are priority priorities at the moment especially if you're going to play a flat back four mm, two, absolutely two back and a left back specialized right back and a specialized left back yeah no i mean i think when you look at the squad list it's fairly obvious what keep i need i mean do you agree with that ian is that the is that where they should be looking for the for the summer it's quite funny i was talking to my mate yesterday who i go to a lot of games with and he said to me this time last year we were saying we need fullbacks and a striker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, what are we saying? We need fullbacks and a striker. And yeah. I think, I mean, they kind of may do with sort of wing backs. They haven't really splashed out on the position, you know. Um, you know, Sam McCullum was brought on loan. Lee Wallace was a free transfer. Moses Abadjo 
free transfer. Um, you know, Osney Kakai's sort of peripheral player. So they haven't really gone out and thought, right, we're going to buy or sign a specialist sort of young fullback. Um, and I think that's perhaps the reason why they've decided to, you know, that'll be a priority for, I think, Bill, when they come in. Uh, I mean, your the excellent thing you put out in the week, Dan, about how you expect Bill to play. It's uh, fullbacks are very much part of what he wants to do. And yeah, you think that's probably where he's looking at, right? I want to get, you know, George Cox again. You know, that could happen. The uh, the lad of Fortuna Sitar, ex Brighton, um, defend left back. You know, he was very, very close to signing last year. You know, Fortuna at the last minute put the price up, Rangers walked away. Um, he's in the last year of his contract there. So you think that he's still there. You think that Rangers. Are in a better bargaining position now to get him for a fee that's more what they what they want to pay. So that that could happen. He's precisely the kind of young sort of player that Bill likes. Um, and I think on the right side you've got the option of Moses of the Badjo re-signing. He's not in a great bargaining position. It's very unfortunate for him. I thought he did pretty well in the back end of last season. He's you know torn a calf muscle, which you know <laughs> you're out of contract at the end of the season for a footballer is a nightmare. And a new manager coming in and the the previous manager was very much a you know a, a fan of, of your work, so to speak. So you know that might be something they might look to keep him on a one-year deal again. You know he he could do a job on the right, but you know striker is almost certainly you have to look at that area. I think maybe in the loan market that's where they'll look. Um, you know you got Macaulay Bond coming back. Can Bill get a tune out of him? You know he had some good form at Ipswich last year. I know he's at a lower level. You know, he has scored goals in the championship. Um, you know, I think with Bill, with Bond, that you know, he, is there a player in there? I don't know. He, he kind of shows flashes of something and, you know, he's not bad in the air. He's got a good bit of pace about him. I just think he's a confidence player from what I've seen of him. He real, lacks a bit yeah. of self-belief, maybe. I mean, I'll just take back some of those chances he missed when he was at, like, real sitters, like, yeah. open goals and stuff. I just don't, yeah. you know... He's he's better than that. Like I don't know what happened there, but he's he's a better player than that. Of course he is. And I think it, it's, it's the old adage in football, isn't it? You know, you're getting into positions but missing the chances. I mean, what do you think, Kevin? Do you think he's someone that Bond that you, I mean, you, uh, you know a bit more about him than I do? I think. From, yeah, I mean, he did miss some sitters, but you know, that's not the end of the world. He's gone away. He's gone away. I don't know whether he what we don't know if his heart's in it to come back. He is a QPR player. I'm sure the manager will be trying to, like you said, get a tune out of him because he is, like you said, he, is, he, he, can, he can score a header. He, can, he gets in the box. He can get chances. He's got a bit of pace about him. So he's got the, got the fundamentals, fundamentals of a decent um, striker. Um, strikers all about confidence. And you can see that in Lyndon Dykes as well. When last season, at the end of last season, he was confident and he was scoring goals. Start of this season, the season just gone, he was very confident and he's scoring some good uh, scoring goals. And then he's just got injured and, and just did never recovered. And his confidence just just dipped. But re so, I'm sure the manager will be thinking, "Can I get something out of him?" Because he is our player, and they spent two million pounds on him. So they'll they'll be desperate for him to do well. 
regarding the fullbacks, and I think it's such an if you want to play an attacking and uh, passing style of football, you you need to have fullbacks who are comfortable on the ball. And I go back to when I started playing for QPR, and Ian will probably back me up on this again. But the two best left backs and right backs I've seen down at QPR was Clive Wilson left back and David Barsley right back, who were excellent on the ball and would start attacks off. And when you play, if you, when you watch football, a lot of the attacks are started from the fullback position. They have the most time on the ball, and they have to they have time. They have to put crosses into the box and have to put good deliveries into the box. And if you want to play a, a certain brand attacking and uh, the brand of football that QPR saw in the last few years, you have to have good fullbacks. I really think it's a, such an important position for QPR. Mm. And from like some of the research I've done since. Bill was appointed for the video that Ian mentioned that I did the other day. Though, like, I mean, we don't, like I said in the video, like, obviously Gerard was the one making the final calls there, so you can't take everything from Bill's time at Villa and Rangers as to what he's going to do. But, like, at both clubs, those fullbacks were so important because, like I said, they started building attacks from there. They were really advanced. They were playing almost like wing-backs in a back four, and they tried to create overloads out in those wide positions using the fullback. That was, like, a real big focus and it just you look at the QPR squad at the moment, there just isn't any fullbacks there. You know, Osman Kaka is the only one, I believe, under contract. And it, you feel like, you know, obviously, Ian, you mentioned on the badger there, you know, factor him in. If he comes in, you probably need another two. But at the moment, you probably need three fullbacks. You probably need two right, you know, right back and two left backs, I would imagine. I mean, that's a lot of business to do in, a, in one position, in one transfer window. Um, if they are going to be as important as they were at Villa and Rangers. I mean, it's a big thing that they're going to have to do this summer. But, um, yeah, I mean, move on look, the striker as well, Kev. Like, see, seems like that's about the 20th time we've said they need a striker in the past, you know, but it just seems, this, you know, it's not changed, is it? But what, what kind of striker should they be looking for? Is it someone with who's a bit of a poacher? Is it someone who's got pace you can run in behind stretch defences? Is that what, what sort of person do they need? We've got a We've got a big one in Lyndon Dykes, who actually, for a big geezer, a big, a big player, he's, um, <laughs> he, he has got a bit, he's got decent mobility and he can run mm. behind. But I would, I would, and I would say they are looking for someone who can make little darty runs around this, you know, to, um, it's difficult because it, everyone, believe me, everyone's after these types of players. If you know, if, yeah. if any football match and you hear, you speak to any scouts and you just give it so what are you looking for? A striker. And then the next one, what are you looking for? A striker. Everyone's looking for strikers. They all yeah. You know, so I mean I've got QPR friends and we're talking about strikers in this one. And if you've got a striker who can score some goals, I mean Luton wouldn't have got into the playoffs without is it Adab what's that? Adabio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have. That's how important and then that's how important that position is. If you've got mm. someone who can take the pressure off and can nick a goal out of nothing and take the pressure off the centre off everything makes such a difference. So yeah, I, I do feel like we over overcomplicate football sometimes, don't we? Like everyone, the media, the pundits, you know what I mean? It's like if you've got a striker that can finish and score goals, that like you've said before, it just you know overtakes everything else. It's you know that fixes yeah. a lot of problems. Yeah, so I mean look at Fulham, they had Mitrovic. I know he's bundles, but that's 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 a you take Mitrovic out of Fulham, they don't get promoted. Simple. I don't think they do. Not what would he score? Forty goals. But three, I, I believe. Yeah. But I, I think again, like, but if you look at the three teams that went up, 
Fulham, Bournemouth and um, Forest, the one thing they did have was pace. They had a lot of pace. You know, guys like Brennan Johnson for Forest and Jed Spence. And you had like, um, you know, the fullbacks at um, Fulham, the kid online from Nico Williams from Fulham and yeah. Tete and Harry Wilson, these types of players. And, that you know, Bournemouth, you know, um, the fullbacks there, Denjuma, it was Denjuma, I can't remember his name. Um, anyway, but you know what I mean? There was um, a lot of pace. And when, when Kipia lost down at Bournemouth, the first half, you know, Bournemouth tore him apart, but just with pace. And I think that was what Kipia didn't have last year. I mean, Chris Willock is quick, but I've said it numerous times since Bright Samuel left, I haven't had that kind of... Willock's not running in behind, though, is he? He's getting the ball yeah. into feet. And so I think that's what they need. They like do Bright, need. Bright was running yeah. in behind. That's what caused, yeah. caused so many problems. Yeah, no, in, in those sort of wide areas, the fullbacks, you want pace. I mean, you, you, it's almost become, I mean, I'm not saying anything, you know, revolutionary here, but you look at the top teams and how important fullbacks are, you know, Reese James, Alexander Arnold, these types of players, Kyle Walker, that, you know, that they're, they're so integral to how teams want to play. And I mean, if you can't sign a, a 10 million pound striker, you've got to look at ways that can make your team better. And I think by doing that, Pace hurts teams. It really does. And I think back onto Bon as well. Awesome as well yeah. Sorry? Defenders. Yeah. And I think going back to Bon as well, I know people look around and go, well, he was rubbish at Ipswich towards the end of the season, didn't score. But start the season when he was confident and, and scoring goals, again, it's in a lower it's in a lower level. But, you know, players just need to be happy sometimes. And I think he obviously had a fallout with Warburton. New manager comes in. You know, if they can get something out of him, and, and again, I'm not for, for, for a minute saying that Macaulay Bond is the answer, but you've got a player there, he's got another two years on his contract. You have to kind of get him back in the building and sort of try and get something out of him because, yeah, fresh start. And the same with Dykes, I think with Dykes as well, I think Dykes needs rest. He really hasn't well, he had got injured the other before. day, didn't he? Again, for Scotland, yeah, he just, he can't just stay needs fit. he just needs to like this ludicrous situation that players are having now where he got this. You, you, you know, um, Nations League rubbish where players need time off. You, I feel sorry. I, mean, I don't feel sorry for him, but I do feel sorry for him in the way they must be thinking, can we just have like, because they're back, to tra- those lads, they're back to training in fact, yeah. three or four weeks, three weeks. And regardless, going back to that, you know, I agree totally with the pace. And, and, it's, and, and it's important for QPR to get someone who will run in behind because if you get someone who's constantly running in behind, the centre halves of the other team in the back four move back ten yards and then yeah. create space for who? Willock and Chair to come and do and play this play their stuff. And that was unfortunately why Charlie Austin didn't sort of work out because he couldn't run in behind and the, the back four of uh, the opposition team would squeeze up, which would create between the midfield their midfield and their defence, no space for chair and Willock. To come and play, so you need someone to run in to make that gap, so they can come in and get the ball and play and do what they're good at—is creating chances, taking on players, shooting, scoring. So you need no, someone, you need someone to run in behind. I completely agree. Like that was a big thing last year, which I don't think we've spoken about enough—is like the lack of pace because it's all very well having play. You know, Willick and Chair aren't slow, but they're not pacey players getting it behind. It. You know, in the fullbacks, there wasn't a lot of pace there either. Or the Badgers quick but that was about it you know you got lee wallace on the other side who for all his talents is Karen willard it's not as if they're not i mean willard's got i'd say some good pace but they want to come to ball and get the ball to feet exactly yeah you need someone to run in behind for them to come and get the ball to feet and play yeah i mean whether that's a fullback or up top 
this summer they they've got to get some someone with pace and I think like you said Kev someone who can stretch defenses and running behind um a striker would be massive I mean I look at someone like Cameron Archer obviously spent time on loan at Preston last season um Michael Beale obvious links there with he's an Aston Villa player I mean that they should be someone looking at someone like that I think in my opinion that's not me you know reporting or saying that they're trying to sign him but that I just think that's just someone they should look at that sort of type of player and you know, like I said, everyone's looking for strikers and they're so expensive nowadays. And QPR got kind of be wise. Free transfers and loans is probably the way they're going to go, especially up top, you know. And the best sort of strikers ever. I mean, Linda Dykes has been really good at times, but I look back at Warburton's three years at the club and the best kind of strikers they had was when they had that Naki Wells, Jordan Hugo, you know, strike partnership on, on occasion or one of them would play. You know, I don't think... Who did, have, who did they have in the team then? Bright Samuel, Pace. Exactly. Yeah, Pizzo, and that you know, as well. I don't think that's the best QPR have been over the over his time at the club. Obviously, they got better players in towards his end of season and midterms where you're just looking at those positions. That was when they were at the best. So they gotta get they gotta strengthen that area. I mean, they absolutely have to. Uh, what like Ian, you've touched on Lyndon Dykes there. I mean, what do you think about Dykes? I mean, are, are you comfortable going in next season with him as the First choice striker. Do you still do you still have confidence there in him and what think, he can do for QPR? I, I think I always judge players on have I seen them do it before, and I've seen flashes of the dive to think. Do you know what there is a player there? I think mm. if you look at him early in the season up at Middlesbrough, he was excellent when they won that game. He was the game against Preston and won three two that day. That was he was outstanding that day, and. You know, the pre-season against Man United, where he scored twice, he looked really good that day. Comes on comes on against Coventry as a sub, scores an absolute, you know, ter- terrific goal. Good technique. The game against Derby, where they won 1-0. Luke Amos goal, you know, he's taken the ball in stride, like lays it out lovely to Amos to score. There's, there's, an, there's a player there. There is, he has got, yeah. and I think he's got better as well. I think he looks more, less cumbersome than he did when he first signed. So he has improved, but I just maintain he's played too much football. I don't want to sound like Mark Warburton here with sports science, but, you know, Scotland have played a lot of matches in the last 18 months and he's been always there. He, he just needs, and he keeps breaking down, he needs like a month of no football and come into pre-season and then just hit the ground running at the start of the season. I think that's been half his problem. And I've been a critic of, of, of Dykes in certain games. I mean, the game at Millwall, he was, he was awful. He got bullied, he was that. But then... He's out of the team for five weeks with an injury. So is he playing injured? And when you're playing injured, I mean, Kevin's been a pro, you know. I was surprised that players he... do play injured, you know, and you have to give credit to players that are playing through. You, do you play. know what, Ian, I agree with that, with the playing injured, because I wish someone maybe, like, come out and say, look, he's playing injured. Don't give him a hard time. Because but managers don't want to do that because they don't want other teams to know that he's injured and it's all this kind of old yeah. smoke and mirror stuff about, oh, he's fit, he's not fit. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, people like me who do the ratings give Stikes five out of ten and say he's absolutely deplorable and social media's having a go at him. I mean, we don't know, you know, he's playing at 20% fitness, but they've got no other strikers available, so you've got to play him and it's, you know, we don't know, do we? I just think with him, though, he looks unfit. He doesn't look fit. Yeah. But I've, seen enough of, thing. I've seen enough of him to go, do you know what? He has got something about him and that, that that could be he can do it at this level but I just mm. think you know when you're not fit you're not playing your best are you 
No, I agree. I mean, he had that obviously bad hamstring injury, I think it was, wasn't it? And then he, I was surprised that he came back in for as many games as he did. Like that, that run towards the end of the season, he was playing pretty much every game, which kind of surprised me, especially, you know, given how much Warburton prioritises, um, you know, putting the players fitness first almost sometimes. But when um, you're not winning games, you, you, yeah. you, you do anything, don't you? You need to get no, exactly. on, the, on the pitch. And but Yeah, I, mean, I don't you, think he's been fit got for that a little while. injury, didn't he, against Forest, sort of with November time, the one-all draw? Mm. I don't think he really was the same after that. I think he was just playing almost in racing terms, running lame for a lot of it. The trouble is, it's like, you know, pre-season isn't that far away. He's now, I mean, obviously he's got injured for Scotland again, so he won't be playing in those games. But he's really, he ain't got long to rest. He needs... You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe they look at bringing him back a bit later or something, giving him a bit. Well, more they rest will do, wouldn't they? Because he's a bit international, they'll give him a lot, an extra yeah. sort of. It's just like last season and like the season, like he, when he goes away with Scotland, it's all about international break. He goes and plays like three games. Yeah, it's like he never stops, does he? And I'm not, not surprised. The thing with out. watch Scotland play, he's sort of he's there just as a battering ram, just to upset the defender, yeah. sort of cause havoc for the other players to come and play. You know what I mean? It's just. I suppose the nature of the way he plays as well, he's going to get injuries, isn't he? Because he's physical striker and he puts himself about. Well, ideally, you know, when he's at his I best. Don't think, so. I don't think he's suited to being a battering ram. And I'm in no way like suggesting he's in the same league as Lukaku, but I don't think Lukaku's a battering ram either. I think because players are big and strong, and people think, oh, we're going to hit it long, and he's going to batter. Them. I don't. I, I've said enough of diets to go. He doesn't. He doesn't bully defenders. He can do. He can be a handful, but I don't think that's his game. Just knock it up long and hope he's going to elbow and bang and, you know, like Duncan Ferguson used to do. I don't think he's that sort of player. I no, think it's he's not. A bit he's more got more than that. And I think mm. that I don't think he's particularly good in the air. He doesn't win many. So well, it crosses in the box and a header will score. But like you know, when yeah. you're looking it up top, and he's well, that, you know battling with a six foot four centre back, he doesn't win many in the air. Well, that's a little bit like uh, I'm just going back a few years. Matt Smith couldn't win a header from a goal kick, but. He could win a header from a cross. Mm. I mean, he's a better player than Matt Smith, Dykes. No, I'm just saying about that. You're talking about like winning headers from long balls. There's a difference of winning a header from a goal kick or a diagonal than from a cross. It's different. It's different altogether because Mm. it's about movement in the box and getting across defenders or peeling off them. Where if it's a long ball, it's literally you've got to hold your body and try and. On or hold it, it's a, it's a different skill altogether and technique. Mm, absolutely, I think you know, like we're in agreement, regardless of how Dykes comes back next season, whether he's nearer to his best than he was. They're either way, strikers got to happen, isn't it? Regardless of whether what happens to Macaulay Bond, if they keep Bond and they think he's got something to offer, at least another striker. And if they don't, then you're looking at two, really. So, I mean, they're gonna have a to lot to in. do. I mean, they got to bring in another star. I mean, you got Kelman coming back. Whether he's good enough, I, I mean, he's scored what two in something yeah, twenty or something in Gillingham. I don't know the exact stat, yeah. but again, I, exactly I've like what I've seen of him. But in reserve football, it's different. Different, you know. It's different. I think another loan probably for him is probably more beneficial. But yeah, I imagine. Really I imagine I'm bringing some. Sorry, to interrupt you, Dan. That's all right. No, I just said they're. I think they're really lacking up top. You gone? Yeah, I mean, I imagine they'll bring in someone on loan. You know, a young, quick striker who can maybe an archer type player. Uh, I don't know yeah, a lot about him. I, know, actually, I have to be honest, but I know he's done another twenty-three known player from a Premier, another twenty-three player from a, a Premiership club. I'd say. I mean, there was that lad, um, is it Balogun, who was like, um, on loan from Arsenal to, at Middlesbrough, plays for England under twenty-ones, that sort of type of player. Mm, 
No, absolutely. It'd be uh, interesting to see, see what they do. Quick around the box, little diagonal run, stretch of the defence, poacher sort of type, mm. running right behind. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll, um, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, let us know in the comments um, what you think about what QPR need in the summer transfer window, what they what the biggest priorities are. I think it'd be hard to disagree with fullbacks and strikers, as you know, we've said a lot recently, but I think that is, has to be the biggest priority. But um, yeah, leave a like and subscribe to the channel as well, please. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again uh, soon. Thanks for watching. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.